Deeper, God. Don't be afraid of the water. He's a good, good father. I'm telling you, there is anointing here that I haven't ever felt before. God wants to do something for you. it upon you. I'm asking you as a church body, let's join together and let's worship in a corporate anointing, in unity like we've never done before. I need a breakthrough. You need a breakthrough. Our church needs a breakthrough. And God is good. And I'm viewing everything through the lens of God's goodness, through the lens of God's faithfulness. When you can't speak any other words, you speak, God, you are good. God, you are faithful. And he is working on our behalf. I want to read Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But this is from the Passion Translation. I want you to open your ears. I want you to open your heart. You're going to hear it in a way you've never heard it before. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. You 
the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. Now this is the part that I really want you to hear. So why, why, let's say why, would I fear the future? you can't hide from his goodness. You can run, but you can't hide from his love. I'm telling you right now, if I were you, I would just stop running and let him catch you. Catch you. Because God is going to get you. God is pursuing you. <laughs> I mean, I'm an open book. You guys know what we're going through. so bizarre. It was so weird. But I had a dream and this, this I hope this doesn't seem, I don't know, inappropriate. But that I was leading worship completely naked. Well, let me tell you, that's a little bit awkward. When I was sharing with the team and Debbie reminded me, it's like, you're in a vulnerable state. And yesterday I was just just pouring worship into me and God said you are going to be transparent and you are going to be real and people are going to see you walk through this they're going to see your down days and they're going to see your good days I'm telling you I'm open book 
because I don't have anything to lose. Bryce and I don't have anything to lose. I want you to know that I love my husband, I believe in him, and that we are standing together as one. And you know, I, I, I got on the internet, I shouldn't have, and I started reading people's comments. Oh, they're like daggers in my heart. And I was sitting out on my deck and I was crying. And I was like, you know, this is not who my husband is. And it just, and God spoke to me and he said, it doesn't matter what anybody says. The only thing that matters is what I say. And I speak that over your life today as well. It doesn't matter what anybody says. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter your circumstance. The only thing that matters is what God is saying. And we're going to sing the song about his goodness. God wants to break some things off of you. I don't share this just to share this. I share this because you're all going through stuff. Jesus. None of this matters without him. None of it matters without him. I'm telling you, if you're struggling with addiction, you need to lay down on your face before God and let him break it off of you. If you're struggling with sickness, Lay down on your face and worship until your healing comes. Jesus, you are good. We worship you, God. We worship you, God. We worship you. Oh, 
singing about your goodness. You are good. 
is this has probably been happening since about nine o'clock this morning. This has probably been happening since about nine o'clock this morning. It's probably actually been happening since yesterday afternoon. Since yesterday afternoon, it's been happening since said this has probably been happening since 9 o'clock this morning, but the truth is it's probably happening since 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Why don't you guys just be seated a moment as the worship team plays. I want to I open it up for some testimony this morning. I think this is a ritual effect, Jeremy, of your dad. We did a funeral in here on Thursday, and Lowell Eilers, a man of God, who there was testimony after testimony about how Lowell was an amazing man of God. And I think you guys have walked into something this morning. So if you've got a testimony of the goodness of God, I want want you to just come on up and, and just begin to share a testimony on how good God is. While I'm waiting on you to share. I want you guys to know that I'm still struggling from a year ago where the Lord saved my life. And then in August, I went through the rehab. And then I had the quadruple bypass and went through the rehab. And things are still different sometimes for me. I deal with my emotions on a different level, a different plane. I'm back probably better physically than I have been in many, 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 many years. Emotionally, I'm still working through some things. But it's not the surgery that I went through. It's not the heart attack or the bypasses that I went through. It's because God is doing something. I don't know what it is. Sometimes I can't stop crying. And that's not a weakness. I mean, Jesus wept. But it's almost like I can't stop crying because I begin to start seeing God move in people's lives in a way that I've probably not seen it before. Or maybe God was moving in their life, but I just didn't see it. You know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, there's some things that are beginning to open up and things that are beginning to change and things that are beginning to shift and things that are beginning to to come a little bit more in focus say, come a little bit more in focus. When those things become more in focus, how many of you know the things of the world get more out of focus? Are you with me? And then they become a little bit more in focus. But I just want to have a few testimonies this morning. I just really believe that you're going to be blessed by these testimonies. This past May, when the hailstorm hit, my family
everything that the hailstorm took, they replaced it above and beyond what was wrong. My, my son ended up with a brand new AC unit in his house because all the windows got blown out. And they said because the windows were blown out and it was so hot the AC unit failed, they replaced that. Then yesterday, we were sitting there and we've been getting phone calls from them about one more little thing they wanted to clear up sitting in here yesterday and comes the mail everything's already done all the windows were placed all the, the siding's done We've got a brand new metal roof which we thought we would never be able to afford both of us got brand new metal roofs got another check in the mail yesterday for another $560 for a depreciation off of the, uh, the deductible so he replaced it above and beyond and beyond and beyond and beyond that's else anybody else want to share anybody else want to share this morning we just want you to participate in what God's doing
the last half of the service today that you heard the music and and uh, you know let me just tell you something I'm just going to say one little thing to you it's a little it's just the thing God gave me is that you know when you hear music in your church and it's not real good you know and stuff and you say man I, our sound system is just bad and then it's really not that it's just that you know you're here you're, you're kind of viewing it through glasses that are scratched and sunglasses and they're all smudged and you can bear it. it's kind of like seeing outside and trying to view something but when you clean off those glasses and you polish them and you get all the scratches off and stuff suddenly you hear the musicians in this case the sound for what it really was meant to be what god's got in store just through their perf- performing through the anointing of the holy spirit can you imagine what heaven's going to be like then? If it was this good today, think how great and unfiltered. We still see through glasses, and we still can see through a glass dimly. But then we'll see him face to face, and we'll hear the music and the choir and the angels, and we ourselves will be singing praises, and it's going to be glorious. And and I love hearing you guys' testimonies, and, and the prayer this morning from Pastor meant so much to me because it resonated in every area of my life.
was like she's going to be in and out for some time while she ties up some loose ends. Pastor Virginia went and had a knee replacement on Wednesday, and she's doing well. They're at home watching online. There's many others that are online. We just want to send our love to her, prayers for her. Pastor Jerry, and we've had some others that have gone through knee replacements. Cindy's a walking testimony of what it takes to be able to do that and go through that. But you know, sometimes we have a testimony of how God's done certain things in our lives, and maybe you're looking at your life and you're saying, Well, I'm still waiting on this or I'm waiting on that. And that's the things I want to address a moment because we're in a new era. We're in a new time frame. We're in a new place. So those things that maybe you've given up on or maybe those things you said, maybe it's not for me. Maybe it's just, you know, for Richard or it's for Robert or something else. God say, I'm getting ready to step into those places. So just allow him to begin to step into those places. So don't don't give up. Don't never, ever, 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 ever get up. Give up. Because God's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. Sarah. God is good. Even in our time of need, um, Alyssa, God's grace was on Alyssa because we had some people bring some stuff by our house. And like before, I needed to go to Walmart. extension almost to our exit at Britain Road and normally I might be looking at my phone <laughs> and I happened to look up and he was headed with increased speed to the back of this trailer in front of us <laughs> and he had dozed off and so I just want to thank God for his protection Amen. and thank God that we're still here <laughs> Amen, Amen. 
Okay, I have to share this. I wasn't going to because you heard me talk so much this morning. I thought, I don't want to hear me talk again. But I told God that this happened several weeks ago. And I told God that when we had a chance to give a testimony, I would give it because I was so excited. I have a dear friend who used to live in Woodward. And we just grew close because we became workout buddies and our children were the same age. And she went to another church, but she's such a godly prayer warrior. And Anyway, over the summer, she was like, she lives in Clovis, New Mexico. And she said, let's meet in Amarillo for just some time together because we hadn't seen each other in over a year. And I was like, yeah. And I started thinking about finances and I was like, God, I don't know. I knew school was fixing to start. I knew, you know, how expensive it is to get kids ready for school. Kate was fixing to go back to college. And I was like, God, I don't know. I don't feel right. I feel selfish spending this money on this trip, this girl's trip to Amarillo. And he said, I want you to go. I said, okay. So I booked the Airbnb, and, and I was like, okay. Well, two days later, I go to my mailbox, and there was a check from some sort of settlement back from 2006 for some computer protection that I had bought. I didn't even know there was a settlement, but my name was on the list. And I got a check in the mail to cover my my entire trip to Amarillo. It was just a, a, a you know, 48-hour trip. And then it gets better. We were eating at a, a pretty nice restaurant in Amarillo that we had good reviews about. We were just talking and talking and sharing and and Emily, her name's Emily. She looks up. She's oh my gosh, there's my aunt and uncle over there. And um, we, we went over and talked to him. Well, they ended up buying our meal, and it would have been fairly pricey. It wasn't McDonald's, so I mean, it was a good chunk of change to, for a meal. And and then I get home, and I get a hundred dollar bonus from some little business that I, that I the product that I signed up to sell just so I could get cheaper, you know, one of those things. Well, someone signed up underneath me and I got a $100 bonus. And completely unexpected. And then, <laughs> I, my name was drawn out of a drawing. It was just a little bitty lunchbox for Ava, but she has enjoyed that so much. And I look back and it's just all little things, but how many of you know sometimes the little things mean more to us than the big things? Because it means that God cares about every single detail of our life. Last weekend, Bryce and I wanted to get away just to reunite, seek God, and just to heal. And someone blessed us financially out of the blue. Because we knew, I was like, God told me, I want you to take your husband away for the weekend. I said, okay. And then the money came for that. So if God can take care of the little things, do you think he can take care of the big things? If he cares enough about me, that he will provide a way for me to go meet a girlfriend who brought so much encouragement to my soul. And this was before all hell broke loose. So I think it was just God showing, hey, look, provision has come the entire way, little provision. So I'm telling you today, God has provision. The little things, just like Sarah, I love that testimony. Her family was in no situation, in no, they didn't feel like going to the store to buy the just the basic needs. And God provided that for them. Because He loves you so much. He loves us so much. He's good.
in Buffalo. I have a rent house, and I was, I tile, I do tile work. I love doing tile work. No, I will not do your tile work. I like doing tile work. It's, it's fun when I do it. And the carpet was meeting the tile, and I fold the carpet back, and there was a padding. You know the padding underneath carpet? It was a strip about six inches and probably about four inches wide. And I had been working this house for a week. I got it ready to go, and the lady was going to rent it. And I, in my, on my tile in the bathroom, I put a cross. I tiled the cross. And she actually noticed it because I was like, hey, that's great. So I was wanting to finish this. The small things that you talk about like I was driving back and I was like God I just I'm this far away from finishing and it's been long and I've spent 10 and 12 hours a day and I'm getting it done and it was like on a Friday Friday afternoon and and I, I got back in town and and uh, I called um, a guy from Carpet Direct that I know and do some business with him and I, and I said some of y'all know Sean McDowell and I said Sean do you have a I need a padding and he said where are you at I said, I'm driving over here on Hank's trail. He said, I am at the office down by Merriman's where they have their warehouse, which is less than two or three miles away, right? Are you with me? And he says, and I said, I need a piece of padding that's probably maybe six inches by four inches. And he said, I will meet you. And I said, where do you want to meet? And we met at Junkie Jim's. So I come down Hank's trail on the way to, actually, I was on the way to a practice or something for Josiah to pick him up or do something. It was like 6.30 or something. And I'm driving, and I stopped by Junkie Jim's, and there he is. All I did is roll my window down, and he had, and he handed me this piece of padding. And it was a little bit bigger than what? It was bigger than what I needed. But yet I saw the goodness of God, and he stuck that out. I said, how much do I owe you? And he said, you don't owe me anything. And then he said, see you later, I got to go. And he drove off. And I remember driving over to Lakeview, over, over to where those soccer fields were. And I remember looking over in the seat and seeing that little piece of padding and thinking, I have a father that loves me, that that mattered to him. That's the kind of God that we serve. And I've been crying out. Shelly and I took a couple of days away. And we stayed into a hotel and we prayed and prayed and prayed. And Bernita, we prayed for that house. And Gary, we prayed that God would touch you and Christine in such a way that he would be so real. And and June and Tommy, we prayed for Timmy, the request that you had for Timmy. And we prayed about some land. And the Eilers family has been dealing with sickness, not just with their papa, but but they've been dealing with those issues for many, many years. And Shelly and I prayed, and I can go through, Terry, and tell you that what we prayed about you. And Sarah, tell you exactly what we prayed about you. And Bryce, tell you exactly. I mean, we held every single one of you guys. Karina, the children. Cheryl, with the children, we, we, we prayed for you. I can go through every single one of you that we, we see in our mind's eye. And we prayed and we interceded and we prayed and we interceded and we prayed and we interceded. And all of a sudden, things began to shift. And I don't know if this was it because I was meeting with Lori the other day. And I said, Lori, is it? What is it? Because was 
Was something happened? Did something shift because of the prayer? Or was it something we did obedience to God six months ago? But see, we've got to continue to stand and we've got to continue to hold strong. And we got, we prayed for you, Kayla. I'm telling you, we didn't stop. We were, we prayed and we lifted you and Ray up. We prayed for your situation. And I can go through with your, with your situation. We prayed for your health. We prayed for the gifting that God's placed with inside of you. And we prayed for you guys. We prayed for your marriage. I'm telling you, every married couple, we prayed for you and we held you up to the Lord. Even if your spouse does doesn't attend here. We prayed and we lift you up. And then the single people, we brought all this whole single people. We brought them. We prayed for you, manly. We didn't. We didn't stop. There is not a single one that we didn't pray for. We prayed for you guys. We prayed for you and your husband. And we prayed for John Herman. We prayed for you and we prayed for your kids. And we prayed. I'm telling you, Dwayne. We prayed for you and Lenny and the Ukrainian children and your children also. And Courtney, we prayed for you and we prayed for Bobby and we prayed for the trip. But we prayed that God would bless you in a special way. And we prayed for your children. And we. We thought, you know, Kobe just needs prayer where he's at. And he's in a, in a difficult place, and we prayed for him. Sean and Jody, we prayed for you guys and Kellen, and that God would continue to move in your lives. And Tom and Linda, and I can go on, I can go over and over and over and over. We spent two days, even the, the owner of a, or the manager of the hotel, it was, a, it was a hotel in Oklahoma City that was fairly new. It was a new concept. He came, and we talked with him. And he shared with me about they were dealing with this child that had autism and he was he's 18 years old now and it was really a struggle for them. And we don't even know when people go through these things. But I'm here to tell you, we prayed for you, Tammy. I'm telling you, we prayed for you and we prayed for the boys and we lifted you up because I know there's some transitions in your life. But we prayed and we lifted you up. Deborah, we prayed for your healing. Well, no, no, we prayed for you guys. We prayed for you, girl. I'm telling you what. I'm telling you, Crystal, we lifted you guys up. And we, we prayed for you too, Zakai. We prayed for your children. We went through the entire list of everything and everybody that we even knew. But God began to move. I was driving. I drove to the funeral in, in Moreland. And I came back. And one of the things that I lifted up was our, was our house behind the church. Because, because we've been trying to get that thing finished up little by little funds and funds and then we'd have some and come in and you can spend you can spend fifteen thousand dollars real quick on remodeling a house and i want to give you this testimony before i turn it over i don't know if christy had the testimony she wanted to give robert just walked in the back i want to give the lord some praise for him he was in the emergency room this morning and we went to the emergency room and we prayed for robert this morning amen come on let's give the lord some praise he just walked in to the service. He was in the emergency room this morning. You know, we prayed for him. Pamela, I want you guys to know that we prayed for you. We prayed for you. We prayed for people that that, that we just would come to our mind. But here's here's what I'm going to tell you about the House of Hope and behind the church. Is that we began to start lifting that up because there's some opportunities that God's beginning to bring our way. And I was driving back from the funeral and it was 5.30 I remember. And I got to the church here, and I checked on some things, and I had to go back, and I, I actually had to meet somebody out back out that way towards Moreland, and, and, I, and I started heading out, and I got a phone call. I got a phone call. Listen, I got a phone call, and it was a guy that, here's what he said. He said, what about that house behind the church? I said, well, we've got insulation in it, and we've got sheetrock up. We've got about 90% of the sheetrock 
that's up. I said, but we're just not able to do anything yet. We've just run out of funds. We're just waiting on the Lord. He said, the Lord has spoken to me, and I want you to finish the sheetrock. I'm going to take care of taping and texturing and painting that house to be able to get that thing moving again. Come on, somebody. And I was just like... About a few months ago, he had called me and asked me about it. And I told him, you know, where we were. He's the one that had actually did the, the he, he took care of all the electrical that was needed to be done that. he. But he came back in. He said, this is where the Lord's laid. We need to get that thing up. We need to get that thing going. He don't even live here, y'all. Don't think that God can't talk to somebody about a situation. And that's where that's where I'm after. I'm just I just want to be to where I can hear the Lord and then be able to meet the need that is there. Come on, somebody. And then be able to change and shift and transform some things. And I was just like I came I I, I Shelly and I was been so busy this past week that I didn't even have a chance to tell her three or four days later. Well, I just I don't know, yesterday, wasn't it? We were traveling back, whatever. But I'm telling you, God has a way. What's going on in your situation? Where are you at? I, I don't know. I wish I could tell you what unlocks it. I, you know, yeah, you just do this, throw, declare these three prayers and do this and all these things will open up. I don't know what it is, but I do know it's following him and believing that he has, he has good things in mind for you. He has good things in mind for you. And things are going to begin to shift in your life. You guys ready for a shift? Yeah, you're ready for something to happen. You're ready for something to shift. And we, we, we had a celebration time for Lowell. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But all he did was hear the Lord and then do it. Sarah shared about when he, she would come to church and Lowell would be pulled over by a bridge because God would speak to him by a bridge. Where does God speak to you at? speaks to me in different places, but there may be a special place that he speaks to you. Maybe you need to go to that place and say, here I am. Speak to me. Maybe you need to go to that place and say, God, here I am. I'm renewing my commitment with you, Lord. I'm giving my heart to you, God. And he speaks to you. And he speaks to you. And he speaks to you. And then you listen, you hear and obey. Come on, somebody, you listen, you hear and obey. I just, I just want to have another worship song. Are you guys okay if we just worship this morning? I'm just so full of, full of something, but it's something of God. I'm so full of gratitude. I'm so full of thanksgiving. I'm so full of. I mean, I don't deserve any of these things that God gives me, but I'm thankful for everything that he gives me. Come on. God didn't put a heart attack on me. Come on, somebody. But he saved my life through that. The testimony was, the fog was in, and there was no way the helicopter could get out, and they were bringing a plane from Guymon, and I knew it was serious if they were bringing a plane from Guymon. And then all of a sudden, the prayer, prayer warriors got to praying. And I told the nurse, I said, just wait a minute, give them some time. And she was like, what? I said, give them some time. Just give the nurse, they're going to pray. And they're, just give them some time. And 
all of a sudden she came back in 15 minutes later and said, the fog's lifted. We're putting you on a helicopter, and we're going to take you down to Oklahoma City. And that's my testimony. That's my testimony. And I own that testimony. I don't want that testimony. But my testimony is, is look what the Lord has done. Come on, Dwayne. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. And that's what I've had to walk through. And it's not been easy. It's been difficult at times. But God has been faithful, faithful, faithful to do that. And he's going to be faithful, faithful, faithful. Just believe him. Just trust him. And where he is in your life. Say God is faithful. God's got a way. He's got a way. Anybody else? Anybody else? I want to share what the Lord has given them. For the first time in almost 20 years, I had a normal EEG. Last week, I think most people don't know that I have seizures. No, I had seizures. But Pastor Virginia prayed for a new ring for me last Sunday. God gave it to me. I no longer have seizures. Come on, she hadn't had a good report in a long, long, long that she could just about ever remember. And that's a verified, you can look at that, a verified miracle of the Lord. husband and I, we made some decisions and it put us in a place of debt and we've, I have never been in debt until that point and so it was, it's been different for me and it's been a really hard year because of it, it's part of what I've been dealing with. So the beginning of this year, we were challenged to set some goals and one of my goals was to be out of debt by the end of this year. And when I did all the figures, there was just no way. The figures said it was going to take two and a half years to get out of debt. And I just kept looking at that. It's nothing's impossible with God. So the end of June, I went to a conference. And at the conference, God asked me to sow an unusual seed. And the seed was the kind of seed that if God didn't move, we were done. I mean, it it would wreck our budget completely. And so I called my husband. He wasn't with me. I called him, and we prayed together, and he said, do it. So out of faith, we sowed this gigantic seed. And I ended the month of July $1,000 in overdraft. And the bank called, and they said, 
are you okay? What's going on? And I said, you know, there's no excuses. I'm not going to make them. Just hang on. First of the month is coming and things are going to start happening. So we get through August and we managed to get through with no overdraft in my bank account. We had like three bucks left at the end of August. But we still had this debt, this debt. Last week, I was handed a check that covered our debt. So, not only am I debt free, but the goal was December 31st to be out of debt. And September hasn't ended yet. But God had promised me that I would see the fruit of prosperity in my life. And this is only the beginning. Hallelujah. And it all is because of him. Amen. Amen. Kept debating whether to share this or not. But since my husband shared about his pacemaker, I thought I'd share. Um, two years ago, you know, the oil field went splat. And we own a car wash. So, um our finances got cut more than half so we really battled for two years and a lot of you know that we host you Ukrainian orphans and uh, so they come in the summer and it was really hard sometimes we didn't know what we were going to do but thank God we do own a car wash because there's always dollars quarters every day to come in you know what I'm saying so uh, we did that last summer and we did it again this summer and I just couldn't believe in God. I was like, we need to increase. We need to increase. Because uh, our hearts are to adopt. And uh, But I knew if we were going to adopt, we'd have to have increase. And last year, we had to give up our insurance, our health insurance. Because it was 18000 a year for Obamacare. We just couldn't do it anymore. And to be able to adopt, we needed insurance also. So Dwayne and I's goal was, as soon as um, the kids went back... He was going to find a job with insurance. Well, the job came to him. 23 and a hour. I mean, and this is on top of us owning our own business also, but we had to have it. Um, and we got free insurance for the whole family. And it's 8 to 5 Monday through Friday because we've done the oil field for so many years. We were over it. Dwayne's heart is to be home with his family. And he coaches uh, our son at every sport there is coached our Ukrainian kids this summer, and we just love our time together, and um, so also, uh, I just kept praying about the bills, and I knew even with us um, wanting to adopt, it's like God's just lining it up, and even if they say no, our oldest keeps saying no, and by Ukrainian law, they all have to agree, but God keeps setting it up, that way we're ready and prepared when the time does come. And he won't allow me to give up. I've tried, and I've tried to give up 50 million times. I've given up in my head and everything else. But he just keeps sending sign after sign of me not to give up on these children. And um, God gave me a very creative idea on how to pay off all our debt. We own another house here in town, and uh, our daughter lives in it. And years ago, we were able to pay cash for that house. And we took all of our debt and just got a loan against that house. So now that frees up over $1,500 a month.
plus my husband's new job and free insurance within just weeks after and right after the pastors prayed. parts of praise and worship is in our giving and this is a perfect time for us to to get our tithe and our offering and our bountiful ready and while you're doing that i want you also to take a moment and set a special offering in your heart for pastor eric because today is his birthday last week i was supposed to take up an offering along with everything else that was going on but Holy Spirit said, no, we need to concentrate on the Holmans and what was going on. So I didn't do it. So as you, as you prepare your tithe and offerings and prepare an offering for Pastor Eric, I want to talk to you about the word. You know, we're, we're talking about trusting in the Lord and trusting in him, trusting in his word. And he's been leading us that in the scriptures he's been giving me. So this is the scripture he gave me about trusting his word emphatically that you know that you know that you know when you trust him with the time trust him with the bountiful trust him with the special offering trust him with the love gift for a beautiful beautiful man this this is how deep his word is and this is about the centurion it's in luke chapter 4 when they reached jesus they pleaded with him earnestly to come saying he is worthy for you to do this for him because he loves our nation and he built us our synagogue at his own expense. And Jesus went with them. But when he was near the house, the centurion sent friends to him saying, Lord, don't trouble yourself further, for I am not worthy for you to come under my roof. Therefore, I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you, but just speak a word and my slave will be healed. For I also am a man subject to authority with soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. Now, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him and turned and said to the crowd that was following him, I say to you, not even in Israel have I found such great faith as this man's. When the messengers who had been sent returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. You can trust emphatically in the word. So when he says in Malachi, trust me now in the tithe and offering and see what I will do with it. See that I will pour out. I'll open the windows of heaven so that you can't even contain all that he's going to return unto you. He's going to give you the wisdom to know how to what to do with it. The wisdom to pay your debts. The wisdom to take care of the house out back of the church so that we can have that house of hope. He's going to give you the opportunity to participate with him in the kingdom so that Bobby Gaynor can go to Africa, so that the Holmans can come here and preach and then take this that touch that, that we had with them last week back to his church. Trust him and see exactly what he can do above and beyond anything you can even think or imagine how strong his word is so the little offering basket right here let's throw pastor eric's offering in there tithe and offering for the rest of it and if you don't have anything 
I know what he would love more than anything than a monetary gift or anything or take him out to lunch or anything like that. Come up and give him a big hug and tell him the Lord bless you and keep you. I honor you and I love you. That'd be one of the sweetest gifts to him because that's who he is. He's our pastor. So stand to your feet. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. Now into worship, into praise and worship with the gift, with the tithe, with the offering, with the love offering, knowing that you will return it unto us a hundredfold, a thousandfold, so that we can do even more and the kingdom can be expounded even more. And we know that you have your eye on our mortgages, on our car payments, and our grocery bills. You know what we need. some breakthrough. There's some things that have to take today that when you come, no matter what it is that the Lord has given you to give, you just be obedient to that. You know what I mean? You be obedient to that. Now, I said that one time I said that and um, and, and I was like, Lord, here's what I'm going to give. And then I went and gave it. And then I went back and sat down and the Lord was like, that was what you decided. That's not what I decided. What about that? And I was like, Lord, you're not supposed to know about that hidden behind my driver's license. You know what I mean? And my wallet. And he was like, why don't you give that? But there is something that God's wanting to break off this morning. I'm serious. That's why I don't want you to come yet. Hang on just a minute. I don't want you to come yet. God wants to break something off today. Not positive. I don't know what that is. The Lord just you know, hasn't shown me exactly what that thing is. But he wants to break to break something off today so let's just let's just wait here just a moment just be patient on the Lord not that big of a deal or this need is not that big of a need or we got to wait till it gets worse to go get prayer don't do that don't do that let's lift those things up let me just pray if you will just pray with me just begin to ask the lord what it is that, that, that he wants you to give this morning and then you just be obedient and give that so you guys can come just come and as you come i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna call for some Father, right now in the name of Jesus, as they're coming forth to bring forth a gift, God, to, to you. They are their tithes and offerings, these things, there's alms. God, we declare that it's going to break off lack in Jesus' name. We declare that it's going to break off the spirit of poverty right now in Jesus' name. We declare that it's going to open up doors and opportunities. 
there's going to be raises and bonuses being held forth in Jesus' name. We heard about the insurance that all of a sudden now became, uh, they needed insurance. That God, things are going to begin to open up in Jesus' name. We declare that lack has to go in Jesus' name. We declare that you're opening up opportunities right now in Jesus' name. We declare that there is going to be wisdom released in Jesus' name. That there is wisdom released right now in Jesus' name. We declare, Father, there's some there's some things. There's been hope that has been deferred that God said he's going to begin to start bringing forth hope right now in Jesus' name. There are situations and circumstances, God, that I see that you're going to begin to start moving and shifting and changing those circumstances right now in Jesus' name. There's things that are going to begin to come to become on, to come underneath what God wants to do. And, then, and, and there's going to be a shifting an alignment. There's going to be an alignment that is beginning to begin to change. There's an alignment that's going to begin to shift. There's an alignment that's going to begin to take place. You know, sometimes you can't even health-wise. I see some backs that are being realigned right now and readjusted in Jesus' name. And we declare right now that there is a, a, a wealth transfer that is taking place right now in the name of Jesus. You know, your word says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous and just. And God, we declare that it comes into our hands. We declare increase over your life. We declare increase in peace, increase in strength, increase in wisdom, increase in revelation, increase in joy, increase in in, 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 in being able to, to understand, increase in understanding right now, increase in love right now. We must declare that increase that is coming right now in the name of Jesus. And we call that forth in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Let's give him a mighty shout of praise. Hallelujah. Say, God's got a way. Come on. Say, God's got a way. God has got a way. God has got a way. God has got a way. And he'll take you. He'll, he'll, he'll use you. He'll use you. And he'll use others to make that way come forth. Come on up and bring that little baby up here. God wants to use you today. Um, today as a wonderful Amen. Listen, today, I just want to thank you guys. I am very humbled. I wasn't saying anything about my birthday because it's just one of, it's just a day. But I am I'm thankful. My, my real birthday is when I gave my life to Jesus Christ. That's my real birthday. And that was back when I was 20. I gave Jesus my, my heart. And I tell people when I was 24, I gave Jesus my life. And there's a difference. If you're here today and you're ready to reconnect those things with God, it's very simple. I don't have to lead you in a prayer. You just need to ask God, say, I want to reconnect with you. Maybe you have never connected to begin with. You just say, God, I just want to connect with you. Okay? And that's the biggest thing. That, and he'll begin to start removing them. The Bible says he removes a stony heart. He gives you a heart of flesh, a heart that's a heart of clay. And he wants to mold that. We're going we're gonna to pray. We're going to dismiss this morning. And I know you guys are really upset because I didn't preach, but come back Sunday. Amen. And 
and uh, and uh, and I'll have the opportunity. There's, I'm telling you, God has given me a special word to give this morning, and I kept going, "Okay, God, is it this morning? Is it this morning?" And how many of you know when God says it, it's it's this morning, He's not inside of time. I'm inside of time. Amen. So it'll be in the morning and maybe next Sunday morning. Let's pray. Wow. Just put your hand on your heart. God's healing hearts right now. It may not be a physical issue that you're going through, but it may be God's feeling. He's, he's healing and filling your heart with an abundance of love. So your heart has to make room. And your heart's making room right now. Loving in a greater depth. Rubbing, loving in a greater way. An increase and an expansion of God's love. And it's okay. Can't, you don't, God doesn't run out of his love. He doesn't have enough just, you know, he, he gives it all to Shelly and he doesn't give it to Eric. He gives it to both of us. He gives it to you. And there's an abundance for that. We declare that you're going to tap into that. So if you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling like you just don't have, don't know what to do at what end, then God's just releasing his goodness upon your life. We just ask you to receive that because you have to receive it. Pastor Sean would say, I believe you receive in the name of Jesus. You just got to believe that you receive. I believe that I receive that right now. So in your heart and even in your mouth, just say, I just receive all your love that you have for me, Father. All your love that you have for me. He's expanding some things. Thank you, Father, for touching hearts tonight. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Let's give the worship team some praise. Hallelujah. I mean, I've been up there. Is anything?